to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. Well, another week, another time for some very exciting gaming news coming up. Uh, what's been going on with you guys lately? How How is your stupid backlog, by the way? How's that game going? I beat Mario. Or no, I beat um, I beat Crash 3 Warped. That wasn't even mentioned. Yes, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a severe problem, everyone. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, congratulations on beating Crash, but I'm still pissed at you. Yeah, um, what was I supposed to beat again? We, uh, Bioshock. Okay, yeah, I'll do that next. That's It's on my to-do list. God damn it, Zach. I've been playing Octopath Traveler. Well, hey, I beat Castlevania, so... Your game was like five minutes. <laughs> it really didn't take too much longer. My game and is also, 60 hours. I started my full-time job again, so sorry, I've been busy. Hey, I went back to work, too, and it sucks. <laughs> what does suck? You know what doesn't suck? Video game news. Now, you know there's a segue. The <laughs> Not JP's are. Yeah. What are we? We are going through some very fun articles today. I love the first one, especially PlayStation Pandemic. Okay. Then Sega changing focus. We got some good old Indies. Nindies. (laughs) Nindies. Some wonderful Prince of Persia news. I have a couple people that are going to be very excited about that. And finally... We have Breath of the Wild 2 news. All right. That's all a bunch of good stuff. So, uh, and then naturally, the game releases. I can't always with the game releases. Obviously, always forget. I do. I do. It's a problem. Yep. We've got game releases. Zach is typing it right now. (laughs) I see you, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Pandemic sucks. Even for Satan. I mean, Tony. All right. So, this article comes to us from Game Industry Biz. Christopher Dring, and you know what, JP, I just want to say the title. Do you want to read about PlayStation 5 misery? I mean, uh, the story? All right, all right. Look, everybody calm down here. I will take the article. (laughs) (laughs) All right, PlayStation, quote, launching a console during a pandemic is a massive challenge on every front. Yeah, you know what else is a massive challenge? Starting a podcast during said pandemic. (laughs) Preach to the choir, Sony. Oh, come on. Let's be honest with ourselves here. We were all just going to sit in our chairs without pants playing video games anyway. At least we have each other. Yeah. Doing something a little bit productive with our time. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've talked about it time and time again um, on kind of how like acquiring the hardware to get these consoles is going to be the biggest challenge um, with the next iteration of the console war. Because we've got Xbox making these huge claims of what they're going to do with the console. We've got PlayStation making these huge claims of what they're going to do with their console. And you've got a tech geek like myself that's like, hey, that's fantastic. Where are you going to get the parts to make these stupid consoles? Because they're all supposed to come from China. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, 
it's hard to even get your hands on a freaking controller right now. <laughs> yeah. Good yes. luck replacing Joy-Cons. So we've talked about the hardware issues, but I guess we haven't talked too much about the developmental issues, which is a little bit of what PlayStation is trying to cover in this article. Essentially, it's part it's like all parts of the organization pulling the team together. And like I'm lucky that I haven't been a part of a job where, you know, it relies really heavily on having to have a meeting with lots of people via Zoom. Zach, you know what that's like. How's that been going? Yeah, and he um, does it with children. <laughs> <laughs> well, hear me out here. Sometimes people don't mute themselves and they get yelled at by their mom or dad to like clean up stuff. And uh, it can yeah. be very distracting. <laughs> um, and hilarious and, for the rest of the class, I'm sure. Yes. And sometimes people just want to go outside their trampoline. It's like, I want to go on my trampoline. And the next thing you know, you spent five minutes trying to refocus everybody because the trampoline that Billy's on is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's exactly what's happening here. Okay, the execs at PlayStation trying to pull together what the next release are trying to get it together, but Tim has a really cool sports car. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> wants to go see the sports car, okay? I'm just, basically, what this article is trying to say is PlayStation's been kind of, I guess, just giving a little bit of their frustrations regarding what the launch is looking like with, you know, trying to do this in the middle of the pandemic. How hard the communication between what's going on with all the executives versus what's supposed to happen with the launch. You know, how muddy the communication is because they're doing exactly what Zach's doing. They're trying to talk with each other through a bunch of just Zoom meetings. And frankly, it just doesn't always work. And I think it's hilarious because Sony's big push right now is a world where you can feel more. You know what it's hard to do right now? Feel, touch things. Nobody wants to touch after someone else has touched something. So you're telling me that I can't lick anything outside that I want? I haven't had a hug in so long. <laughs> <laughs> I never got hugged in the first place. All three of us are on way different wavelengths right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why talking on Zoom can be difficult. So essentially, yeah, um, that's what they're talking about here. I wanted to hear what you guys thought about that. Well, this really leads me to believe that they are implying that it's going to be a little bit difficult to get consoles at the end of the year for the everyday consumer. Like, I don't know if we're going to have lines or if everybody's just going to do online purchases, but this console is going to sell out really quick. And I feel like they're really hinting on that. And we've said it time and time again that everybody out there should not expect to get a console before the year is out. Like even, even us on this podcast are expecting to wait until at least like six months after the initial launch to actually get these consoles. And I mean, we, we all knew that was going to happen and this is just PlayStation kind of reiterating that. Yeah. It, that's really what's going on. And Xbox has really been sticking to their guns with this whole thing, kind of trying to, you know, shifting the blame over to Xbox. Like, well, Xbox is doing this. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> I'm just, Xbox is still, they haven't made any of these claims yet, saying, hey, there's going to be some, you know, challenges with getting the consoles into the gamers' hands with what's going on. They are gung-ho with this November release. But and we all know it's going to happen with them, too. It's going to be just as hard to get an Xbox. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, so I think their tactic there is 
it's not necessarily lying, but just not divulging divulging every prediction financially to the populace, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they know that and they know it's going to be really difficult for people to get consoles by the end of the year. And they're just sitting on that information because PlayStation is already doing all that work for, you know, telling the people that it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I totally agree. Zach, what do you think? Uh, real talk, do you guys think that PlayStation 5 and Xbox aren't releasing their prices right now because they really actually don't know how much they're going to charge these systems? <laughs> well, I... I At first, you're... I thought that was really outlandish, but now I'm like, no, you August. struck a chord there, my and dude. Why still a shit show? <laughs> yeah, well, because it's all going to be based on supply and demand, especially in the U.S. You know, it's it's going to be that supply and demand. So they're kind of waiting to see how many consoles that they can ship and compare that to what their price is going to be. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. Those are Which interesting. Could points. really suck for us because they could be really high priced. I didn't even think about that to be honest, Zach. I, I thought it was kind of just a standoff between the two of them. Like you shoot first, no, you shoot first. But they're both kind of like, do they know? Please, please, shoot, please <laughs> shoot first because we're trying to figure out what to how to price these things. Yeah, um, twenty twenty being now all of us different. Yeah. When will this year end? <laughs> That's a rhetorical question, by the way. I know how calendars work. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, JP. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I just really hope that this foreshadowing and Zach's terrifying question as as insight to what's going to happen at the end of the year, I really hope that that's not going to drive up console prices because it very well could. We were all speculating some really low prices to compete but we didn't factor in, you know, the supply of the console. So that could really add some heft to its price. And if Zach gave his, you know, real talk, it's time for me to give real talk. I'm, it's kind of a relief to not have to worry about being one of the first people that's going to own the console. Like this has been a good opportunity to been like, I'm not going to, you know, like I'm not going to be able to get a play, a PlayStation five on its launch. I'm just not. Because of how scarce it's going to be, how hard it's going to be to find these things, like a lot of the pressure is off of me because I've always felt like I've got to be one of the people to own a console day one. You know, like I, yeah, you know, it's it's nice not feeling that adrenaline and anxiety of stepping your foot on the race line. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm happy to take my time with this one. Yeah, and yeah. see how things play out a little bit. And I mean. Sony and Microsoft have been doing wonders at assuring the gamers and the fans that it's okay. We're not going to abandon our previous gen consoles. You know, we are making a new gen, but we're going to ease the transition so you don't have to stomp each other. (laughs) I think that's a really good point. All right. Well, I've said everything there is to say about uh, this whole mess. Uh, What do you say we move on? Who wants to take this next Sega guy? Ooh, ooh, me, me. Oh, this has Zach written all over it. It's all yours, brother. Do you guys want to talk about my gaming PC? Uh, Yes. Have I told you about my PC? Yes. Guess what, everybody? Sega's going to start focusing on PC ports because of how great Persona 4 is selling. Oh, my God. Oh, that is good news. Yeah. So um, literally word for word here. This is coming from Matthew Handrahan of of GameIndustry.biz. 
and it literally says Sega will start aggressively porting games from its back catalog to Steam due to the strength of digital sales during the COVID-19 lockdown. What does aggressively mean? (laughs) (laughs) Take my games, shove more into your system. Okay, geez. Take all the Sonic. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of what I'm getting. We're going to see everything from, because I think they already have Sonic Adventure series on there. But I'm curious to see if uh, what else is going to come. I'm hoping the whole Persona series gets over there. I didn't realize Sega was in charge of Persona. Is I that- didn't either, to be honest with yeah, you. But- Sega has their this. hands in a lot of really golden pots. So, yeah, this is really, really interesting news. One, I didn't really know Sega was doing a whole lot these days. And for all that I've talked about how much I love the Persona series, I didn't know that they were working with them. So I'm pulling this up real quick. Sega's talking about porting over some of its titles onto PC through Steam. Well, what does that mean for us? What kind of games can we expect to get? Monster Hunter series. Ooh. Uh, uh, um, what else could we about? The Persona series. Ooh, um, do you guys remember Ace Attorney? Phoenix, right? Yeah. I think, Jinxie, I think you told me. Over there. So I'm curious to what that aggressively means. Like, are they going to put... It's aggressively. Course. Probably every single Sega title that has ever been made. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm getting from this, too. It's like, what? What? I don't know. Which um, you got to imagine all the work that goes into pumping every single Sega game because they've made a lot of games. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but they were around during Nintendo's start. And although they don't have their own specific console, they never stopped making games. That's going to be a lot of games, and that's going to be a lot of work porting all of those games. So aggressive might not be that far off. I'm trying to think what big games aren't there because Fantasy Star Online 2, that's one of their big ones. That's already on with Xbox. Then the Persona Persona series, maybe that's just what they mean. Like, that's what I have to envision because Monster Hunter Worlds, that's already on Steam. And there's a lot of Sega games on Steam. I've seen a lot of Sonic games on Steam. That's going to be the main one that I think a lot of people are going to be extra excited about because Sonic is one of the most famous or infamous, depending on how you want to look at it, video game characters and video games. So we're going to be getting a lot of Sonic games mostly mixed in with a lot of other great stuff, obviously. The only really good time I've ever had playing a Sonic game was like one of the OGs for the Genesis or like Sonic Heroes was good. Sonic Heroes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I had a great time playing that game. Did you ever play Sonic Adventure in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle? No. You used to really like Sonic games, didn't you, Zach? Yeah, then Sonic 06 happened, and uh, I just kind of stay away from it now. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. (laughs) The only significant Sonic memory I have is playing Shadow the Hedgehog in, like, a furniture store. (laughs) For whatever reason, this furniture store had a demo kiosk that had like Mario Tennis and Shadow the Hedgehog because I guess they just expected, well, like parents bring their kids in to go furniture shopping, but naturally the kids don't fucking care. (laughs) I'm genius, but that's how I remember it. I I never played the game, but I love the idea that Shadow just has a gun. (laughs) I like that he just had a gun. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. (laughs) It was like teen angst, the video game. Yeah, you're not kids. So we've got another, we've had another kind of weird off the beaten path directs that happened with Nintendo recently. And obviously we got to give that to our residential Nintendo man, Zach, the floor is yours. So listen here, guys, I've been hyping up Nintendo direct for like, you know, I don't know since like forever. And so um, this is kind of like a Nintendo direct. 
It's a ninny direct. Zach, they're and, doing everything they can just to make sure you're not happy. They really are. I just feel like they just they have it and they're like, you know, we could send it out, but we're despite, not gonna. Despite the fact that I think this showcase was amazing, but absolutely. They just keep dangling dollars in front of your they, faces. They literally a invented a new direct, guys. It was a three a third party developer showcase just to not have a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> I like how you say just to not have a Nintendo Direct. The event was really, really good though. They had lots of great stuff. I was super pumped about a lot of it. Yeah, I think you're selling the indie market short here, man. (laughs) And and I'm definitely not trying to. It's not my point, but I just think this is, you know what I mean? Like, this is kind of funny at this point. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. In those regards, yeah, it's just like, what can we do to make Zach unhappy today? (laughs) Specifically Zach. What can we do to cause so much doubt in Nintendo after we've been straight hot fire? (laughs) Fuck Zach in particular. (laughs) Anyway, JP has alluded to it. This was a really good Nindy Direct. And I'm going to argue that all these Nindy Directs have been really good. We've seen great games like Hollow Knight come to the Switch with Nintendo Directs. Um, And oh my gosh, hold on. Others, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) JP and I... um, I kind of got to go laugh. So I'm like, I really don't like Nindies that much, but I'm really glad that Nintendo supports any developers so much because it is really important. Like Raja Fizeme uh, said, you know, it was kind of a PR move because they are so important. I actually tweeted about it a little bit. Yeah, just Reggie Fizeme was the one who said, you know, indie developers are probably the most important developers in the industry because every big company you knew at one point was an indie developer. And so, like, that's why I think the showcase was so important was it's just like, these are the up and comers. Like, they made special things and they're going to be special and everybody's special and it's a special time. And they make great games and, like, people should be hyped about these games and play them because they're a hell of a lot of fun. Like, they're not just showing indie indie games specifically to be like, hey, good job, indie developers. No, they're telling you to buy these games because they're worth buying. So... Yeah, we've gotten a lot of great things coming out with indies, or as Nintendo calls them, nindies. They had several really, really cool games um, that they introduced in this 20-minute direct. But here is just kind of a list of the bigger things that they introduced and bigger things that we have to look forward to that I really advise everybody play before... Because before I get into these games coming up, I do also want to mention that Nintendo right now is having a huge Nindies sale on the on the uh, Play Store. Or not the Play Store. What's a Nintendo store called, Zach? The eShop. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so on the eShop, you're going to find a lot of really great sales on some of these games I'm talking about right now. So, And not only that, but pretty much every time I have ever checked the eShop, you can find indie games, like fantastic indie games for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. They always have indie sales, which is really cool with Nintendo. They really do value their indie market. But these sales are really hype. And go ahead my, and tell the listeners why. My favorite indie game is uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. That's on sale. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Already bought it because I'm tired of waiting to borrow it. Yeah, so that is not I have indie game. a copy. But if you have a Nintendo Switch, you definitely need to check out the eShop because um, not only with Luigi's Mansion, arms are on sale, but there's also Transistor and Bastion, which are two indie games that have gotten a lot of praise. And then the one that I bought and I was like, this, this is my jam. I bought Dead Cells with its DLC for $16. Oh, good choice, my man. Good choice. Dead Cells was fantastic. I had a great time with that game. Xbox has some pretty hype sales right now. They're selling like basically every Lego game for cheap. 
Sorry, Xbox plug. No, no, hold on. Let's not be so brash. Every Lego game? (laughs) Well, mainly the superhero ones. I think it's the superhero ones with all their DLC. I can still get behind that. So a couple of the bigger games that came out from the Nintendo uh, Indies Direct. Indie World Delights. So we've got Raji, an ancient epic. Um, Essentially, it is an action-adventure game that puts players in control of a young girl that has to stand up against mythological creatures in ancient India. So a little bit of mythology, um, a really great-looking art style. Um, I saw a little bit of platforming in the trailer, some very beautiful colors. If that sounds like your kind of game, I highly recommend you check it out because, honestly, of all the people that we watch and uh, talk with games about, this is probably the most anticipated game from the direct. Absolutely. As Zach has said on a few occasions, I am not cultured, but I'd like to learn. And I have no idea of anything based around Indian culture. So I'm definitely going to pick this game up. I love any sort of mythology. Now, and I'm also anticipating none of these games are going to cost more than like 20 to 25 bucks. So by all means, all of these are great games to check out. Let's see a couple other ones. Uh, Spiritfarer, you play as Stella. Her job is to ferry the deceased to the land of the dead. It sounds like a really cool game. Um, That being said, it sounds dark and it's probably got its moments, but it seems like a more lighthearted adventure, Um, kind of like a, a skill and item management sim is what I'm getting out of this. So it looks very cool. Um, It's honestly, this is probably a game more up my alley where, you know, it's more of like kind of a story driven game with a really pretty art style. If you're into like anthropomorphic uh, animal people, then this is your kind of game because I'm only seeing one actual human in this entire game. This is available right now for $30 on the eShop. Um, A short hike is next. Um, It's a concise 3D platformer. It's kind of like, I've heard people describe it, Animal Crossing meets Lo-Fi Banjo-Kazooie. What? My interest is peaked. Yeah, I knew Zara was going to have a good time with that one. And what's awesome is this is probably the cheapest game on the list at $7.20 while it's on sale and more usually like $8 on the eShop. It looks like it's a great time. All of these, what I love about indie games the most is probably always the art style because the art style is really where most of these indie developers have the opportunity to express how they wanted their game to be and kind of put the most love and soul, obviously that aspect in the story. But so, you know, there's only so much I can continuously say about the art style of this game. It's great. And every single one of these games, the art style is beautiful. JP, JP, JP. Yes. Uh, are you ready to move on to the next one? So I can the next one is? Did, yeah. Did you no, see you can... that Untitled Goose game is getting multiplayer? Oh my God. They're finally doing something with Untitled Goose game. So JP, now we can torture that poor farmer together. Oh my God. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Be the goose. <laughs> Untitled Goose game was a freaking fun. Everybody wanted to play that game. Everybody wanted to stream it. Everybody had a great time with that game about six months ago. And now there's finally a co-op mode that's coming to uh, the Nintendo Switch. And I think it's going to be available everywhere else. But it was introduced originally through the Nintendo Direct Indie World. So props to them because that is very, very cool. Good assertion, Zach. And it's a free update. So that's hype. I always recommend that you watch these events for yourself. You can just go on YouTube and look up Nintendo's Indie World. There's only two more things that I really wanted to talk about and hype up a little bit. Uh, the first, One of them is Manifold Garden. 
Now, this is an incredibly unique looking indie game. It's essentially a puzzle game, um, like kind of like a 3D puzzle game where you use the geometry and gravity of the world to solve puzzles and just navigate the environment. And that's about it. It sounds like it's very simple, but first of all, again, art style, beautiful. Um, and it's giving me a lot of vibes of, I don't know if you guys ever played, oh God, what's that one game? Um, that puzzle game. Tetris. No, not Tetris. The, oh my God, why, no. Witness, The Witness. It's called The Witness. Whew. I have not. I hate it when something's on the tip of my tongue and I just can't get it. It happens all the time. Is there something wrong with me? Yes. I I feel like we're just kind of a mess. Saturdays ain't us, guys. Saturdays ain't us. Okay. So anyway, Manifold Garden is giving me pretty big um, The Witness kind of vibes, whereas like there's really nothing else to do except you're just solving puzzles to keep continuously going through. I don't know if there's much of a story of what's going on either or if the adventure is kind of the story, but if puzzle games, like if you enjoyed, uh, yeah, games like The Witness and like kind of Portal, maybe without the great humor in it, I don't know. Um, This might be your game. And finally, the game that I hyped up the most and even tweeted about was uh, Evergate. I said that this game looks like a cross between Ori and the Blind Forest and Celeste with the platforming and the incredible art style. I am very excited to one day own and play this game. I don't know if you guys saw this one. What'd you think? Yeah, you know, it really wasn't my cup of tea, but it does look pretty neat. Exactly. It's so hard. I don't understand how you aren't super excited about this. I know indie (laughs) games aren't really your thing, but I'm I'm really excited watching this. No, you're not the worst. I am. It's okay. (laughs) I get it. Well, what about you, Zar? How you feeling? I I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I kind I I got the same vibes that you did. Um, All I can say is some hype. You need to go check it out. And there's lots of great things that I didn't even mention because what I talked about was just the uh, highlights of the event. But that's the great thing about indie games is there's something for everybody out there. So go watch the event. It takes 20 minutes. And who knows? You might find a gem that's going to be your next great game. So it's longer than the last direct. So should you (laughs) satiate Zach for a little bit? (laughs) You you really be like that. Okay. Um, Dead Cells. Get Dead Cells. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't sleep on Dead Cells. Get the Goose game. Get the, <laughs> get the multiplayer. Oh, my God. That's going to be great. Honk with Czar. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't say that again. That made me sad. <laughs> that's going to be the name of the episode. Honk with Czar. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Speaking of honking, Zara, this next one's you, baby. Mm. All right. What yeah. does that have to do with honking? What? What? I'm- Tooting my own horn. So I like to talk a lot. I just tooting my own horn. (laughs) It's kind of like a honk. I don't know. I got your segue, Zach. (laughs) Proceed. (laughs) Anywho, so our next article comes to us from a tweet by Jason Schreier. Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. I think it's Jason Jason Schreier. And um, we're getting a Prince of Persia remake. 
Ooh, okay. Yes. So there is rumor of a Prince of Persia remake, and it is coming to the PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. Fuck Xbox. <laughs> what about Stadia? Please tell me it's coming to Stadia. Nothing's coming to the Stadia ever. No. Talk, though, Ubisoft is kind of friends with Stadia, so maybe it will come later. Okay, but seriously, that's actually something I wanted to talk about is... After the controversy with Ubisoft from a, a few episodes ago, it's it's nice to see that they're still doing things and going strong because it sounded like there was a lot of things going wrong within their company, not just specifically the Valhalla division, but kind of all over the place. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not Saturday people. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, uh, okay, so this is listed on a retail site that um, Prince of Persia went on, not pre-sale, but they listed it on their site. And I'm trying to figure out which game it is. Is it just Prince of Persia or is it the more uh, logical option Sands of Time because I thought it was Sands of Time. They haven't said yet. This was leaked, and so no one knows for sure yet. But yeah, yeah. So like Zach said, this is this has been leaked, and it is another rumor that comes Prince from a remake. Yeah, from a realtor site though, because you know we we've talked about this a few times before that these realtor sites will sometimes you know leak. Um, a game or a console because I think a few episodes ago we talked about that the PS4 or PS5 was already listed on Amazon in like Australia or something. Right. And and so this happens, but you know, it hopefully is a really good sign that we will get this Prince of Persia remake because I know several people that are going to be really hyped about this and that love the Prince of Persia, Persia series and hopefully it revitalizes it. Will you actually give me a little bit of a TLDR about what the Prince of Persia is about? Because it's Assassin's Creed before Assassin's Creed was made. So there's the sneaking elements. There's the heavy platforming. It's always been a heavy platformer. And then you got some combat mechanics, kind of like Castlevania combat mechanics with whip, sword combination. And then... um, you even have a mix of like chaos power and other sorts of magical powers. Okay. And yeah. So it's your basic, you know, adventuring platforming game, but it was just really revolutionary because of the lore and the history behind it, because you play the Prince of Persia, which, you know, is. Not- oh, it's the title. Oh, oh my God. Well, that sounds really cool. I'm really excited. You know, I mean, I taught Prince of Persia has had its own little cult following. I don't remember who I've seen playing this game. It might even be you, Zar, but I've I know- never actually played any of them. It was my okay. most recent roommate who just absolutely adored the series, picked up every game, always tried to get me to play them. Um, but the, the platforming was a little frustrating, so it wasn't my comp- cup of tea. But guys, the really hype thing about this rumor is that it has an estimated release date of November 2020. So this is hinting that this could be a potential launch title. Oh, that I have mixed feelings about all this. (laughs) 
I mean, it says that it's coming to the Switch and PS4, but that's not too far off to say that it couldn't go to the PS5. You're not wrong. Wow. And I mean, like, I shouldn't be surprised anymore. It's just like hearing this announcement and then hearing that they're planning on putting this out so soon after the announcement. I'm like, what? No way. But that's literally been Nintendo's move for the last like four months. So who am I to judge? Yeah. And I mean, and it's really hard to even say further because of the controversy that Ubisoft has faced, but also the fact that Nintendo is in this with PlayStation, because yes, this has been Nintendo's trend, but now they're dragging PlayStation into this too. How would I get in this mess? (laughs) (laughs) So... Like like I said before, this is absolutely just rumor. This is a realtor website leak. So there's no way of knowing if this is true or not. But it is what it is. And I, I even mentioned it several episodes ago that there was speculation of a Prince of Persia remake. And this kind of just further confirms it. Whether or not it comes on November, I I highly doubt it will. But at least I'm more sure that it is in the works because it looks cool. In my opinion, what gives it a little more credibility is like if it weren't true and, you know, these guys were looking for some game to just hype up and go, oh, yeah, this is coming out soon. Trust us on this one. Why would it be Prince of Persia? You know, like it wasn't because we haven't seen anything Prince of Persia in like over a decade exactly. well over exactly so like i think there's some credibility to this because it's just like such an odd game to lie about it not happening that i don't really see why anyone would do that but you know what you're right it's all just still speculation and we're gonna have to just keep waiting to see what happens the real question is zach this is announced to be coming to the switch what are you thinking are you gonna pick this up my wallet my wallet, JP. Oh, Zach, I know, buddy. But <laughs> how many more games can you stuff into the backlog? You know what it's. You know what they say, Zach. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I definitely want to get it, but I do have to clear this backlog up eventually. Uh, and I mean, yeah, this this is still a rumor, and it's still not coming out for a while. I've got my interest in it. If the price is right, I'm probably going to pick it up. I'd rather have this on the PlayStation than the Switch, but yeah, well, I'm excited. I would like to see this remake at a reduced price. You know, like, Destroy All Humans reduced price. 30 bucks or so. Is that what Destroy All Humans cost? It was like 30 to 40 bucks. It definitely wasn't full price, because I... Games like this, and I mean, we haven't seen anything. We don't have any trailers. We don't have any screenshots or anything. But... Games like Destroy All Humans, if it's just that new shiny coat of paint, you can't put those as a full price listing. But if you have a game like Resident Evil 2, which I think they still even sold that for a reduced price. I don't know if that was $60 or not. I would pay $60 for Resident Evil 2, but it could go either way. Um, I don't know. The vibes I'm getting from this and anything Prince of Persia is that they would have to sell it for at most 40 bucks. I think that's on the money. And with that being said, are you guys ready to uh, move on? Zach's going to be excited about this one. All right. We got one more article. Zach, 
I'm up in the air on this one. Should I take this one or is this? You know what? I went off on the Nintendo uh, Indie World Direct. Zach, this one's all yours. At least here, we both have the vested interest. Zach, I want you to take this article. This is my gift to you, my guys, dear friend. Guys, guys, guys. Yes, Breath Zach. of the Wild 2 in retailers. <gasps> oh, hold on, wait. Themes. The theme of this episode is like retailers leaking stuff. Happened with Ubisoft. Breath of the Wild 2. Just got leaked yes! by the French retailer. Oh, the French! <laughs> and it's, it's always the French. Hold on, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on one second. It is WTNT, who we talked about earlier. It's the guys, same guys? It's the same guys. These we guys actually talk about 3. that in the next episode. <gasps> earlier as in the future. <laughs> the future. <laughs> so it's not totally clear this is a legitimate listing or not, but it's a master edition. And what I thought was really interesting about this is you guys know what next year is, right? 2021. 2021, which is Correct. the 35th anniversary <laughs> of The Legend of Zelda. Oh, my God. Duh. How did I not know that? OK, but isn't it like the 25th anniversary of Mario and we've yet to see that collection? That's in the direct next Friday. Czar. <laughs> A legend. <If> happens. A legend. <laughs> Bro, listen, I've got so many eggs in that basket. That doesn't happen. And tonight's going to have so many crybabies. <laughs> I think Zach's back next week to see if Zach makes it. I think <laughs> Zach's about to crack, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I under no circumstances thought this game would release this year. This kind of gave me a little glimmer of hope that this might release this year or maybe March. Ironically, three years or Wait, is it four years now? It'll, it'll be four years of next March. Okay, four years since Breath of the Wild 1 came out. We'll get Breath of the Wild 2. How cool would that be if it releases on like March? I guess it couldn't be March 3rd because they always release on a Friday. So hold it, on. That would be March, March 5th. Imagine this comes out March 5th. Four years later, um, a four-year anniversary, the 35th anniversary of Zelda, Breath of the Wild 2. I think that would be stellar. And I'm not I'm not huge on picking up like collector's editions of games because I don't know. To me, collections should always be more about like the games themselves than the trinkets and things. That being said, The Legend of Zelda is my favorite franchise of all time. I love this game series to death. And there's a lot of historic things that are happening with Breath of the Wild, too. Obviously, with the 35th year anniversary, if that's true, it's speculation as of now. But if that's true, that's going to be worth celebrating. This is one of the only times that a Zelda game has gotten a direct sequel, which I think is really special. And I'm, yeah, which I, yeah, exactly. And I'm super glad it's Breath of the Wild, too, because it's the best Zelda game ever made, in my opinion. There has never been a Legend of Zelda Two essentially, except for Legend of Zelda Two, <laughs> the side scroller. But this is the second. Where we instance. don't talk about the side that game. We was, don't talk about no. the Legend of Zelda Two. But we no, don't talk about that game here. They really don't do sequels. They do other projects, and so this is really cool and absolutely necessary with the massive following that the Breath of the Wild had. Like all of us on this podcast. We love Breath of the Wild. We've all beaten Breath of the Wild. And I'm honestly sad and want to go back and play again. <laughs> I wish I could experience Breath of the Wild for the first time again. Yeah, that exactly. Was and so such a special game. It, it, it's going to be hard to top that. It really is. But I'm really excited to see where it goes. And 
I hope we get it by the end of the year. I would love to get it by the end of the year, but it does make more sense to release it on the anniversary date. But that just makes me sad because then I have to wait longer to play it. And I mean, all of that was still speculation in the first place, because if you ask me, when do I think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be released? I think we're at least looking at another year, to be honest. I think like... But it's been four years. I, I know, but... It's we just don't have a lot to go off of now that actually suggests that it's close to being done with. And they're using you got to imagine they're using a similar or the same engine as they had for Breath of the Wild. That thing is too perfect not to use again. Oh, yeah. The controls and everything that interacted in the environment was basically flawless. I noticed very few bugs for that big of a game. Take note, Bethesda. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Bethesda doesn't care. They know. <laughs> oh, yeah. They take pride in it. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. But if let's just say, hypothetically, the speculation, the rumors, it's all true. Hell yeah, I'm picking up the collector's edition. And what's cool I've got mixed feelings about this, but like what's cool about collector's editions nowadays is it generally comes with like different iterations. Like, you know how it is. You can get like the deluxe edition and then you can get the standard edition and the super deluxe edition and the master's edition. Like I loved Zelda so much, especially the Breath of the Wild franchise. This is one of the only times with a game I'd probably go for the top shelf of some stupid collector's edition. I love this game so much. Well, especially with the nostalgia it has. I mean, hell, your Switch cover uh, on the docking station is the Sheik symbol. Yeah, and you know what? I actually got one for Zach, too, because he was... I I want one. I'm in. (laughs) No, Zara. Oh, have a birthday, Zara. Oh. So, in conclusion, I'm excited. I'm excited, yeah. I'm will, but I'm willing to wait. I don't think it's going to be for a while until we see this game, but a collector's edition is definitely going to be in my pocket. So It's it's still a rumor, but uh, if this is like anywhere near close, I think this is, this is the thing that Nintendo needs to stay on top of PlayStation and Xbox. Oh yeah, definitely. And I noticed on the script, it says all of this information has been removed from the website. Right, right, right. So after it's been posted, like a day later, they actually deleted the listing. So, um, oh, maybe Nintendo ninjas, they uh, were like, oh, they know too much. And now they're gone. Ooh. Watch out yes. for the French. They're in trouble. It's a- <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's either they made a huge mistake or Nintendo saw that and was like, hey, hey, what are you guys doing? We're trying to surprise them here. And now... You ruined the surprise. We've been we've been making them wait for direct for almost a whole year. You ruined uh, the surprise. <laughs> the last Nintendo Direct was September 4th. We are two weeks away from that. I know, buddy. I know. Please try and keep it together. We're so close. I know. It's I dark. think they're going to hold out on that direct until a year to the day. Can you like get a thumbnail of like Dave Chappelle like asking for more of that crack? And that's just me. Any more of them just scratching your neck? (laughs) It's getting bad, guys. It's getting real bad. We'll get that news soon, buddy. Here, (laughs) do you want to talk about upcoming game releases? That usually makes you feel better, huh? (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. He's got the shakes. He's got the shakes. Sorry, get the needle. (laughs) Sorry, help. I got the needle. Oh shit! I stuck myself. 
Oh, in the first you. game, ironically, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 4 is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and most definitely not your phone on August 27th. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Surgeon Thanks, man. I've worked on that all week. Surgeon <laughs> Simulator 2 is coming to PC on August 27th. Tell me why Chapter 1 is coming to PC and <gasps> Xbox One, Czar, Ooh, on August 27th. Yeah, but you're not going to play this game. No, probably not. Tell me but why not. Peace. <laughs> Tour de France 2020 is coming to PC on August 27th. Is that like a biking simulator? Oh my God, that's <laughs> incredible. I love it. <laughs> now that is art. Oh God. <laughs> Captain Tubasa: Rise of New Champions is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch on August 28th. Tsubasa. That's what I said. Captain Tsubasa, <laughs> Rise of New Champions. Not Captain Kilbasa? Hey, oh. Mikasa Tsukasa. Triple Kick <laughs> Heroes is coming to Xbox One on August 28th. Jump Force Deluxe Edition is coming to Nintendo Switch two years later. I mean, August 28th. Yay. <laughs> um, Nexomon Extinction is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on August 28th. Project Cars 3 is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One on August 28th. Wow, August 28th is popping, boys. I got two yeah, more for no you. Yeah, no kidding. Look at Especially all these. Especially for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Wait, thank you. <laughs> Wasteland 3 is coming <laughs> to PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on August 28th. I feel like I'm walking upstairs. <laughs> and then finally, Windbound is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on August 28th. Where the hell's the Google Stadia? The what? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the one hype up release is, ironically enough, an indie game. It's coming yeah. out August 28th. It's called Windbound. It's coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. So everyone but Stadia can make happy noises. Um, so let me give you a quick excerpt from the Nintendo Switch eShop page. I just want to start, I just want a picture of JP's face as I say this, okay? The Forbidden Islands are calling. Unlock their secrets. Shipwrecked alone on an uncharted island, explore, adapt and navigate the land and perilous seas to stay alive. As Kara, you are a warrior, caught at sea in a fierce storm, adrift from your tribe. Thrown from your boat at the mercy of the turbulent waters, you are tossed on the shores of the Forbidden Islands, a mysterious paradise. With no boat, no food, or tools, just a will and skill to survive, uncover the beautiful island's rich resources, craft tools and weapons to hunt, and defend yourself against nature itself with its wild and fantastical creatures. Yeah, you're right. That made me really excited, especially since I've got the trailer up a little bit while I'm uh, listening to you speak. I'm like, oh, this looks great. Explore as far as the eye can see, live off the land, and build your perfect sea craft. All for the low price of just 30 bucks. This looks Ooh. like Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker, with a little bit of Breath of the Wild thrown in there, and then the story of Link's Awakening. Boom. Oh Bam. my god. I I didn't know so, that I needed something so much before knowing it exists until now. So sold. Gimme. Take me, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm pretty hyped for this game. I'm probably going to buy this the second it goes on sale because I got to take care of my backlog first. Yeah. But uh, this is this is pretty hype. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, this is like an indie guy was like, I need more Zelda. And they're like, fuck it. I'm going to make more Zelda. <laughs> you want Zelda? Here. <laughs> you guys need to watch the trailer for this. And I'll link it in the Twitter with this video because holy crap. It, it looks does really, look like Zelda. really good. 
the art style is wonderful. I love the story. I mean, what they're talking about so far, it, it looks fantastic. There's a couple spots in the trailer where the world looks a little empty. Um, obviously, I won't know more about that until I actually give it a shot. But boys, what do you think? I am so sold. This game sounds like a lot of fun. I love any free roaming game. And I mean, yeah, the, the world may seem a little bit empty, but remember, this is an indie game and it's $30. So take that for as it is and, and also, have a hell of a lot of good times playing it. And also, I was just going off of like a couple moments in the trailer because and I mean, I don't know if that's fully indicative of what the game's going to be like. I, 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 it was just a little uh, regardless. It sounds like an amazing journey and I, I'm going to buy it. For sure, this is going to go in Zara's backlog. And has JP told us about the art style yet? Oh, the art style! <laughs> it, it does. It's got a great art style. It's um, I'm gonna. I need to start coining it as like the indie art style. Like I said earlier, what makes all these indie games really special, in my opinion, is the art style and what they decide to do with the stories. Yeah, the art style in this is fantastic too. Um. More of the realism to it, like kind of what Breath of the Wild was kind of going for, mixed in with more of the cartoony animations and just the colorful palette of beautiful colors to kind of decor the landscape. So absolutely, absolutely just another fantastic indie game that needs to be checked out. I was talking about how 2018 was the game or the year for indie games. And I don't know what's happening, but I'm getting a little bit of like a fringe of the feeling with the support that the indie games have been getting within the last year, especially recently with Nintendo. And I am getting so excited because I love indie games. So thank you, boys. Thank you so much for letting me talk about this. <laughs> Absolutely. Good buddy. My uh, my dogs are going off, so let's wrap this bad boy up. Cut cut to black. Cut to black. Cut cut, <laughs> cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty much it, boys. Um, another great episode of the podcast. Um, I'm gonna keep working on my backlog, Zach, because I made a promise. Yes, hey, Zach. Listen, I'm literally playing Paper Mario as we speak. Then I'm going that's to Bioshock. That's not what we agreed. On. Actually, it is. We had to finish Paper Mario. You just started your game. Somebody's getting a punch to the throat. Yeah, it's going to be you. (laughs) It's always JP. Please don't punch my throat. I'm going to link some of the videos that we talked about. They're going crazy. They're going crazy. Ah. It's a mutiny. (laughs) Now there's. He's got my leg, JP. He's got my leg. Oh my God. He cut out. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you all so much. Snake! (laughs) Snake! (laughs) We're losing our minds. Well, Nick, we'll see if Zach shows up on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, are you okay? Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye! Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on social media? You can find us on Twitter at the Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Game Tea Podcast.